Hello and welcome to your midweek episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. In this episode, I get a chance to answer your questions directly. This is me being my big old agony aunt self for you on a Wednesday. If you've got anything that you want me to tackle, then please reach out to me on at Ask La La La. Let me explain on Instagram. So I have got three questions to get into and we will get right into them. Dear Lala, I need your help. The man I've been dating for the last two months has suddenly pulled back and asked for some space that he can figure stuff out. What does that even mean? Everything's been going really well for us. We're both really busy people, but we've been spending a lot of time together when we could. We live about an hour away from each other, but we've both been putting in equal amounts of effort to see each other. About two weeks ago, he massively pulled back from me saying that he needed some time and space to get his head on straight. Since we both suffer with our mental health from time to time, I thought it was completely understandable. So I stepped back and let him have his space. A couple of days later, he told me that at one point he'd almost said that he loved me, but he'd gotten scared because he thought it was too soon into us dating for either of us to say that. I totally agreed with him, but told him that I have strong feelings for him too. I'm finding it really hard right now to give him space. We still message occasionally throughout the day with little check-ins to see how the other's doing, but he's made a point to say that if I didn't wait for him, he wouldn't hold me back. I feel like I'm torn between my feelings and wanting him to be happy, but also not knowing if I'm being played around with and strung along. He's a super great guy and he's very different to other people I've dated and been in relationships with. Should I wait for him or should I just move on? You know, the first place I would look for an answer is your gut. Is your gut maybe saying that things aren't necessarily going to pan out in the way that you would want them to. And that's why you're asking this question. You definitely feel unsettled. You definitely feel uncertain. Otherwise, you wouldn't be writing him. When you say that he's a super great guy, what does that actually mean? Is he super great? I think sometimes, especially if you've been on the dating apps for a little while, and you're just churning through horrible dates and matching loads of horrible men or having horrible experiences, then when you meet one who seems on a basic level very normal and nice we can be like oh my god he's super great he's totally different to the others so is he super great or is he just better than the others have a look is your bar at the right place or is your bar extremely low because of your previous experiences and I'm curious about who's initiating the contact for these midweek check-ins because it doesn't actually sound like space is happening you've committed to giving him this space you've backed away he said he needs some time out for his mental health but you're still having very regular contact and I wonder if that is you doing that or if that's him doing that I think it makes a difference if that's you doing that then I think you need to pull back even more if it's him doing that then I think this is very confusing it's almost like he wants to set that boundary of having space but he's not sticking to it himself so it's like he needs to be in control he's taken the power here he can uh, ask for space from you but he's still regularly checking in and, and and not even giving you the space that you might need so I do think that that dynamic is a little bit odd and I think that maybe you really need to actually have that space so that you can both get clarity about this situation 
I wonder if it would help to put a time frame on it for yourself. Not a limit for him to get better. You obviously can't go, right, he needs to be mentally stable within three months. That's not possible to put a time limit on somebody's mental health improving. But a time limit for you so that you know that you are not going to just stick around indefinitely waiting for things to get better. Is there a period of time, three months, six months, I, I, I certainly wouldn't leave it for longer than six months, that you can say to yourself, right, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to do me while giving him the space, while also holding out a bit of my heart for him. But there has to come a point where you say, you know what, I can't sit around forever waiting for this to get better. And I am going to go and I'm going to live my best life. And maybe he might come back and you might happen to still be single. But I do believe that what's meant to be will be. Uh, and it's sometimes the right person, wrong time. And, and maybe that's it. And maybe if you do go off and you're meant to be together, eventually it will uh, it will come back. But it's hard because when somebody says, I need space because of my mental health, you can't then challenge that. You can't then say, oh, well, you seem fine. I think you're lying to me uh, because that's really insensitive because if it is really mental health, then, then they need that space. And it's great that they've been honest with you. But I think especially for people who've been through the mill with dating for a while, there's always going to be that niggling doubt in the back of your mind that's saying, is this just an excuse? Are they playing mind games? So it's really hard to tell and really hard to question without potentially sounding like you're calling their mental health into question. So it's very difficult. I think that you're just going to have to watch his actions, keep playing it as you've been playing it, but certainly put a time limit for yourself on this. Don't just hang around for years you know, wasting your life hoping that for things to change because it may, it may never. So, the next question. I recently went on a date with a guy whose dad is white and mum is Filipino. When they got together, she couldn't speak a word of English and he couldn't speak any Filipino. So she had to learn when she came to the UK. I'm trying not to get activated by my own triggers. They are still together as a couple. But the optics of a white guy getting with a woman who can't speak any English and bringing her over to this country is just creepy to me. I don't think that I can continue dating this guy while I find his dad so creepy. And it offends me that men care so little about even having a conversation with a woman. What are your thoughts on this and what would you do? Okay, well, I think it's important to start off by saying that I can see where your negative assumption has come from. Because if we are talking about that horrible mail order bride type situation, then then that is horrible. And that is the angle in which I'm going to discuss it. But the first thing I think is that you shouldn't make assumptions. If he's just simply said to you, my parents met and my mum didn't speak English and you've instantly gone to a dark place with your thoughts rather than exploring with him what the context of their relationship was, then I think you need to go back and, and do that, actually. Uh, because there are lots of people who fall in love with a big language barrier. I, I know people personally, my best friend's parents, in fact, uh, didn't speak the same language and just fell in love based on connection and chemistry. And they actually travelled the world together and had an incredible relationship, not speaking the same language, but just this common love bond. So it is a thing and people can fall in love in that way. But my thoughts on white men going over to foreign countries to bring home wives who can't speak any English 
is extremely, but to me, it's bizarre. You can see what's in it for the women. You know, it's uh, it's an economic decision. It's a decision to come over to a country where they think that they will have a better life and better opportunities and be able to have children with somebody who is going to keep them financially stable. Um However, from any man's perspective, who's going out to a foreign country and meeting a woman who he cannot even have a conversation with, I mean, what 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 is that about? Are you bringing home a maid and a sex worker? What I mean, to me, it's pretty clear that that's what it's about because you're obviously not having a relationship where you're meeting each other's intellectual and emotional needs. How do you even know that once she learns English, you'll even get on with her, that you're even aligned morally or anything, you know? So to me, yes, it does appear that any man doing that is doing that for pretty sinister reasons and that he doesn't respect women and that he just wants a living vagina that cleans up and cooks. So I see why you feel really grossed out by his dad. But I wonder how how it was conveyed to you. When you're sitting on a date with this guy and he's telling you this information about his parents, how was he communicating that? Was he saying to you, you know, you know I, I see the flaws in this. Did he think it was funny? Did he think it was a great way? Did he not see any, you know, was there any nuance in this discussion and in his thinking about what had happened? Or was it just, this is what happened, this is normal, this is my reality? And that's the thing, isn't it? So he he has grown up in this, he's lived in this, this is normal to him. So it would be very hard to encourage him, and, and wrong, I think, to encourage him to think of his dad as a creep and his mum as a vulnerable, potentially exploited woman, you know. I don't think you have the right to sit there on a date with somebody throwing that kind of dynamite into their family, you know, saying, oh, your dad's this and your mum's that, you know, and, and, and the fact that he doesn't see the creepiness in it is probably because it's absolutely normal to him. So I kind of feel sorry for him, him in a way, but does that normality then influence the way that he feels about women does the fact that he's been raised in this dynamic by a man who obviously doesn't have much respect for women mean that he's been raised with a misogynistic attitude what are his expectations going to be of a relationship how are women supposed to behave in a relationship in his eyes and I wonder if he'll have very clear gender roles and expectations or perhaps he's grown up and been influenced more by social media and society and things that he's learned. So I'd be really curious to know if he is on the same page as you about this. And if he is, then actually I think there's probably room to continue to date him. I think if he's aligned with your thoughts on this, then it's not necessarily a totally unworkable situation. I don't think it's fair to judge him on his dad's behaviour alone but it would be right to judge him on how much his dad's behaviour has influenced his thoughts on women. So I think that that is something worth exploring. If he was a good guy and you and the dates were good and you thought, without this scenario, I could probably see myself seeing a lot more of him. But I would explore that in a very sensitive way. I wouldn't say, don't you think it's weird? You know, don't you think your dad's a creep? Like, I I, I would explore it. Like, what do you feel about that? Like, did you, did you find it odd or do you think it's odd you know well maybe not even that maybe that's too leading actually just ask him what did he think about it but could you envisage long term is it realistic for you to think that actually you could storm through this problem and and continue to date him would his dad's nonsense affect your ability to allow your kids your future kids or something um 
to to spend time with them. You know, if you're always going to have that, his dad's a creep, oh, I hate him, then depending on how close he is to his family, it might just be a total lost cause anyway because there's not likely to be a possibility of you having long-term with him that isn't going to involve his parents being around in some way. Though having said that, there isn't actually anything that you've said to me which I would see as a direct flag for safeguarding. There, there is no child protection risk that you have mentioned here. But yes, I think you're right to judge, but maybe at this moment you are judging the wrong person. So see if you can get through that. If not, block, delete, move on. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Our third and final question for today is... Dear Lala... A guy just matched with me to tell me how ugly and vile I am. And I don't know why, but I'm so upset. I explained to him that I have body dysmorphia due to my traumatic upbringing. He didn't care. It just made him worse. Obviously, I blocked him, but I do get this kind of thing quite frequently. I'm not actually a very confident person at all. Why are people so awful? And why would a man do this to someone? I know that this doesn't matter in any way, but I, her profile was open and she is sensationally beautiful. And actually, I think it probably does have something to do with that. I think that there is certainly, especially if this is happening quite frequently, I think it's a clear case of triggered, insecure men who want to bring you down a peg or two. Men who hate women don't like to see women thriving, looking amazing, having a good time, especially if they can't have those women. Some men are weirdos. Some, I mean, this is true, actual psychopath behaviour in the literal sense of the word. You know, I saw the messages. She sent me a screenshot of the messages and it's real, like, nasty stuff. And what he's doing is he's mixing it. So he says... He's talking about her lip fillers and he's like, God, you could, you know, float in the sea with those things and they're so pumped up. They look vile. You look awful. You're actually really beautiful. It's just that those lips are this, that and the other. And, you know, you're really hot, but like you've really ruined your face. So there's this whole push and pull of like you're great and you'd I'd really like you if but you're not good enough you know so it's that real need you've triggered something inside him he he hates women he hates himself and the photos of you have made him just go the whole creature has come out this I want to bring her down a peg or two she represents every fucking beautiful woman that has rejected me over my life she represents every woman that has bruised my ego and made me feel insecure and the only way for me to regain some power and control and to get back at all these women who have hurt me is to direct my anger at this one woman and of course he enjoyed it he enjoyed you know telling him 
that you have body dysmorphia is actually when when if you get these messages again don't even try to appeal to their empathic nature don't try and say i've got body dysmorphia this is really hurting my feelings he doesn't care knowing that he's hurting your feelings is going to give him pleasure it's going to give them pleasure they know what they're doing and they want to do that because also pick up artists on youtube people who promote the game they actually tell men they tell men that this negging and bringing a woman down a peg or two, making her feel really awful about herself, is actually what's my, most likely to make her fall in love with you and most likely to get her into bed quicker because you've knocked her confidence, but the little compliment will mean that she actually wants your validation, but then bringing her down a peg or two will make her much more malleable, much more easy to manipulate into whatever you want her to do. So it is it is really so important to, A, not blame yourself for this. This is happening to a lot of people. It's really natural to focus on the negatives. It's really natural to think, oh my God, he's saying this stuff, so it must be true. You know, even on my page, I can have 100 people a day telling me I'm amazing. I've changed their lives. My content is brilliant. If I get one message that says, you're absolutely shit and that last post was trash, I will think about that for the whole day. It's just a natural human behavior that the negatives weigh so much harder on us. But you cannot listen to the opinions of A, somebody who just doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. He's irrelevant in your life. He's just some random on an app who is doing this to everyone. So you can never listen to random opinions. They just are so irrelevant. Also, you have to make sure that before you go out onto dating apps, you are in a place where stuff like this happening is not going to dent you. And that's really easy for me to say. But I think one of the most important things about being ready for dating is to know that actually you do have to have a bit of a thick skin because you are, especially dating as a woman, you're going to get stuff like this. And if it's not stuff like this, it's ghosting after great dates or judging you for sleeping with somebody or whatever, you know? So you actually have to go in really knowing yourself and having a really secure idea about who you are. And and, and actually, if you're in a wobbly place and your self-esteem is extremely low and you don't feel good enough, dating apps are a terrible place to be because there is so much room for your self-esteem to get battered by people like this. So get really thick skinned before you go out on them. Um, But be really clear that this is bullish. This is weirdo, weirdo, weirdo behavior. It's you've triggered his insecurities. He's rejecting you before you can reject him. He's probably experienced so much rejection in his life that he is just like, right, nobody's going to hurt me anymore. I'm going to hurt them before they can hurt me. And that's his own fucked up issues. He needs to go to therapy. He needs to deal with that. This intentional, weird behavior is just weird. I can't emphasize that enough. This is not a normal man. This is not somebody who whose opinion should ever be paid attention to. It's completely intentional. And, you know, we know that some of this stuff kind of works because we've all been fed these messages by society that boys are mean when they like you. Um, don't fall for it. If anyone ever tells you anything negative on a dating app, anything nasty about yourself, block, delete, move on. Never, ever, ever look back and go and do some things to help you work on yourself 
self-esteem. So some real good self-care, even if that's just staying in, having a bath, doing a face mask, putting on some pyjamas, watching something that you really love. And of course, therapy or coaching is really going to help you. Specifically, if you have body dysmorphic disorder, therapy is going to be really important for you to try to work through some of those things and feel better about yourself. Inner child work also really helps and Obviously, that's something that's good to do with a therapist, but you can do that by yourself. Something that really works for me is looking at a picture of myself when I was like three or five, when I was just a, a little girl who deserved so much love. Like I, I would never look at a five-year-old girl and be like, oh, you're so ugly. You're going to grow up into nothing. You, you know, you would never talk to a five-year-old in the way that we often talk to ourselves. So when you are talking to yourself and telling yourself that maybe these men leaving these comments are right look at a picture of yourself as a child and remember how horrific it would be for anyone to lay those comments at her door she is still you those people are still laying comments at her door and it is gross and remember who the fuck you are and who the fuck that little girl deserved to grow up to be Start to work on making yourself feel better about yourself so that when you do get things like this in the future, you can just bat them off knowing that you have encountered a psychopath and that you've massively dodged a bullet because it's fantastic that he's given you this so early on rather than actually ending up going out on a date with him and then having to face these kind of emotionally abusive comments face to face or when you're emotionally invested. So actually, massive lucky escape, block, delete, move on. That is Wednesday done. We've broken the back of the week and I am going to be back again on Friday so you don't have to wait too long to hear this beautiful Cockney voice in your ears. And on Friday, I am going to be joined by an extremely exciting special guest, Aaron, raising boys to men, uh, who's going to help me out with some of the dating dilemmas and he's going to tell us about his icks and all sorts. So make sure you join us on Friday. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.